This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, Horse World. I am Glenn Geek, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning for August the 4th, episode 2490. We are still looking for a Tuesday replacement, the first Tuesday of the month, now that Stacy Westfall has moved to the Dressage Radio Show. She's over there once a month talking about Western Dressage, and her latest episode just came out. If you want to catch her there, just search for Dressage Radio Show on your podcast player or go to horseradionetwork.com and you'll find it. In the meantime, I thought I would share with you a magical episode we did at Disney World with Robin Walker, zoological manager at Disney's Tri-Circle D Ranch at the Fort Wilderness campground. It was truly one of our favorite episodes that we have done. Dr. Wendy and I and Jennifer were there. She actually had Walt Disney's original photo album with all of his horse pictures in it, and we spent two hours going through that the day before we recorded. Walt Disney was a huge horse guy, and you'll hear all about some of that today. Plus, I actually rode a Disney horse. That's right, I rode a horse. My be one of the last times. This originally came out in 2015, and if you heard it back then, it's worth a revisit. If not, it's definitely worth a listen. It was fascinating to talk about the horses at Disney World and how they've always had them there. Jamie and I will be back live tomorrow morning, as usual on Wednesday, so you can look for us then. And don't forget to, we need your voicemails. We want to hear from you for our 2500th episode on the 19th of August, Wednesday. If you can't call in live that day, well, we'll have the lines open. We want you to leave us a voicemail. Tell us what the show has meant to you, what you like about it, uh, any message that you want to give us on our 2500th episode. We think there's only one of about five daily podcasts in the world that have hit 2500 episodes, so it's a big day for us, and we hope it's a big day for you. So if you want to leave us a voicemail, go to horsesinthemorning.com or horseradionetwork.com on your phone, and there's a voicemail line button on the right-hand side of the page. Click on that, and you just record it right on your phone, and it comes automatically to us. We'd love to hear your messages, and as more the merrier, we will make sure we play them all that day. Keep them relatively short. Keep them pithy. Uh, but we hope to hear from you then. Now enjoy today's look back at our time at Disney World. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek. I'm coming to you live from the Tri-Circle D Ranch at Fort Wilderness Resort in Disney World, Orlando, Florida. And I'm Dr. Wendy Ying, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for September 30th. This is episode 1267. This episode is brought to you by Ovation Riding Gear. Ovation is the premier brand of riding apparel and equipment for you and your horse in the United States. Good morning, Horse World. For your safety, remain seated with the doors closed, keeping your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside while the tram is moving. We're going to Disney World! Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us on International Podcast Day. We're so excited to be coming to you from Disney World today. Yay! Yay. 
Yeah. We're so excited to be here. We've been here a whole day. We're going to tell you all about it. We had so much fun yesterday. Jamie is not here. She is still in Arizona. So Dr. Wendy Ying is filling in. Yay. Thank you for having me. And Dr. Wendy, of course, is host of the Driving Radio Show and fills in here on Horses in the Morning on occasion. And we're so glad you came up, you and Kyle, yes, yesterday. Thank you so much. And thanks, Jamie, for letting me come to Disney. Oh, she was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> She was mad I didn't buy her ticket from Arizona. I so, know, well, you so, got to go to Disneyland. Yeah, we still love you, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> it is International Podcast Day, and what that is is it's just a celebration of what we do here every day, and that's podcasting. And of course, the Horse Radio Network is now in one one of the top five podcast networks in the world. And we would like we have one hundred thirty thousand listeners to the Horse Radio Network. We would like you to help us make it a million. We figure we can get a million horse people listening to our shows with your help. So if you get a chance today, get onto Facebook, Twitter, I don't care where, what are these, some of the others I don't use, uh, social media, uh, whatever social media you use, uh, get on Google there and, Plus. Uh, yeah, Google, I don't care where. <laughs> Pinterest. Pinterest, yeah, post our picture. Maybe, no, that probably wouldn't help. Uh, but try, <laughs> post us everywhere. Tell people you listen to podcasts and post a link to Horse Radio Network. We'd really appreciate your help. Let's get it to a million horse people listening. Let's become the number one podcasting network in the world. Yeah. Horses. We're in the top five. That's unbelievable to begin with. <laughs> We have a couple of special guests that are going to join us today, and we're going to be doing a lot of different things today. We're going to be talking about the wonderful day they had for us yesterday oh, here wow. here at uh, Tri-Circle D Ranch at Fort Wilderness <laughs> Campground. We got to do a lot of fun things and meet a lot of cool people and horses. We're going to tell you about that. And then what I'm most excited about, Wendy and I are really history nuts. And we're going to talk about Walt Disney and the history of Walt Disney and horses because he was a big horse guy. And we're going to talk about that. And we got to hear so much about that yesterday. And joining us today, we have Robin, who is the zoological manager for the ranch here at Fort Wilderness Campground. Hi, Robin. Hi, how are you today? Good. good. So good to have, uh, it's good to have you on the show. And thank you for having us here. We appreciate it. Well, we're very excited to have you here. And Robin is like a wealth of knowledge when it comes to Walt and his horses, and we're going to learn about that a little bit later. And then helping us out on our carriage ride yesterday and filling us in on all things Disney horse, which was a magical experience, by the way, mm -hmm. is Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Hi, how are you doing? Now, we determined Carrie is the little boss. That's what we called her. She's actually the senior ranch hand here at the farm. So good to have you. Thank you. It's good to be here. We, I, I got to tell you, we had a great time yesterday, and we're going to talk about that in a, a minute. But first, I have a daily Winnie that I have to do right at the top of the show, or Wendy and I are going to be in big <laughs> trouble. So. Well, my daily Winnie today goes out to our friend David Saunders, who Robin knows and Carrie knows. David was here over Christmas driving the Cinderella carriage. What was his official name? Does it have an official name? Was it Cinderella carriage? That's what I called it. Cinderella's golden coat. Yeah, yep. that's and what he, it is. He had brought glorious, beautiful Andalusian horses. Yeah, he had brought the PRE Spanish horses in mm -hmm. and drove them through the park, and apparently they did great. They did an amazing job. Yeah. It's, and David looked really official in his little outfit. His, he did. He coachman. looked great. You know, he looked like he was born to do it. He was, yeah. actually. <laughs> <laughs> he really was, actually. That's right. Yeah. I, you know, warming up with the Queen. Yeah. And then he you got to what? come here to That's our right. realm. You kind of do warm up at the Queen to end up with Mickey. I mean, yeah. You with got, Cinderella. You, that's mm -hmm. right. 
It's perfect. Well, we want to thank David Saunders because he helped get this set up from uh, being here over Christmas. We also have to give a a very special thank you to Lee Cockerell, who is the past ex-vice president of Disney and uh, I've met and spent some time with now. He's also a podcaster, and seeing it's International Podcast Day, I want to give a shout-out to his show. He has a show called Creating Disney Magic, and he, he it's a great show. I've been listening to it, getting caught up in all the past episodes. He talks about leadership and management and some of the things he learned in helping run the Disney Corporation here. So his son now, actually, talk about a family business. His son, as I understand it now, is vice president of Magic Kingdom. He is. Yeah. He is. And he's a great friend and loves coming out here to the ranch, spends time with us, and he'll be spending a lot more time with our horses on Main Street. So we're very excited Lee about that. Lee was telling me that that family, they love horses, the, the Cockrell family. So uh, so I think it's great that uh, he's now he's now over there at Magic Kingdom as well. Well, you guys, let's talk a little bit about our fabulous day here yesterday. We got here and it was a rainy on and off day here, like it's been all summer in Florida. Uh, we've just had terrible rains all year and you're very wet here uh, from the rains but we had a great time you guys took us out on a on a private trail ride yes everybody i actually rode a horse yes we were so <laughs> proud of you glenn kyle rode a horse See, kyle doesn't do that too often that he Dr. got on kyle a horse got to ride a magical horse he did tell us about kyle's horse he got to ride maximus who is rapunzel's Horse. That's right. He got to ride the princess's horse. He was special. And he was. I wanted to take that horse home. That's a nice horse. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very exciting. We do have a lot of Disney celebrities that have other roles here besides their mm. their roles carrying the princesses. <laughs> We had a wonderful time. We took a trail ride through, and it, what the trail rides here, and peop, a lot of people, our listeners didn't realize, one, that Disney had horses, you know, that peop, and then, two, that you have horses that people can ride. And I think that's kind of a, almost... It's not talked about a lot, so it's kind of a hidden secret, right? But yes, you can do that here. Exactly. We don't want it to be a secret. So right. We want people to come and enjoy a trail ride here and, and get a chance to meet our horses. You know, it's part of the theming here at Fort Wilderness mm-hmm. to, you know, to go out in the earliest mode of transportation right. horseback. And your trails are so beautiful. You know, it's like it was shady and nice and we saw deer on the way. Yeah, we saw Disney deer. Thank you for bringing them out for <laughs> You're us. You're very welcome. We, we appreciate it. Please. Yeah. <laughs> we saw Bambi too was a here. Disney yeah, magic. Yeah, little tiny Disney deer. Yeah. They were so adorable. cute. Actually, we saw deer a lot here yesterday. You have a lot of deer to get We do. We have um a couple of herds that it's really fun to watch them when they have their fawns and you see them grow mm-hmm. up and By the way, the magical Disney horses that you use for the trail rides did not spook at the deer like my pony would have. <laughs> I would have been bolting down the lane uh, because he would have just freaked out. So uh, so congratulations for having very well-trained Disney horses. <laughs> we were really impressed with a couple of things uh, when we took our trail ride. One, your guides. We have to give them a shout out. Gail and Meredith were our guides and they were so much fun. Well, you know, it's a it's just, you know, getting to do what we do here, working with horses, it's a dream for all of us. But getting to do getting to do it here at Disney World is amazing. You know, we work with the happiest horses on earth and and to share those experiences with our guests. It, it's just so much fun. And you can tell our cast absolutely love doing what they're doing. Oh, they do. And, you know, it must be really cool for them because I'm a people person and Boy, did I get to meet some interesting people, I'm sure, on the rides and just get, to, you know, and little kids that are so excited. Yeah. And 
yeah. oh, they were talking about that about the little kids. They're just so excited to ride a horse. They've mm-hmm. you know been horse fans all their life and never seen one before. Yeah. Exactly. You know, yesterday when you all had the opportunity to do some of the different things here, there was a little girl that saw one of the horses walk by and she goes, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, that is amazing. Is that my horse? Is that the <laughs> horse I'm going to get to, to interact with? And so we're very lucky mm-hmm. that we get to do what we do. Now, most of them uh, were quarter horses uh, or ranch horses of some sort. Uh, however, Kyle's horse was a half percher on half Quarter horse. quarter horse, I think. And uh, I, there were a couple horses here I really wanted to just put in the trailer and take home. Uh, there are some lovely horses here. Well, thank you very much. We're very proud of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, like JB, the horse that you drove yesterday? Oh, on the carriage. Yes. yes. He's an amazing oh, animal. He's really oh, beautiful. just beautiful. He's gorgeous. I posted lots of pictures of him yesterday. Well, we did that. We did the trail ride, and we had a great time doing that. And yes, everybody, I served, we... Oh, yes. Okay. This is something we have to talk about. This has never happened on a trail ride before that I know about that we've ever experienced. Tell everybody about it. Oh, well, when you finish the trail ride, right before you go in, you have to stop. And I guess you used to have a gate, so they would wait there. But the gate's open now. But even still, they all decide they have to take a little pee in their area before they go back to the barn. So less cleaning for you guys. So exactly. that is magic right exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah, they, they all peed at the they... same time. I've never seen that. And we so do that funny. with our carriage, our carriage horses, horses as well. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. They, they also go on the ground. Those are some trained yes, horses right that there. Is, that is <laughs> Disney magic right there. <laughs> yeah, you need to yeah. figure that out. Yeah. You can sell that. Yeah. <laughs> and our wedding ponies as well that do our weddings over at mm-hmm. the Grand Floridian, they also have their, their potty time. Yeah. So when we're delivering the bride to the wedding pavilion, we don't have to worry oh. about any kind oh, of little accidents, you know, where they stop right in the middle right i didn't think oh that's so cool and yeah (laughs) non-horse people the smell of horse pee is really offensive very offensive yeah 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 we're all horse people and we're just fascinated that they (laughs) do that so (laughs) on command oh yeah (laughs) we uh, i've never gotten any of our horses trained for that (laughs) well you need to work on that (laughs) then we have after we did the trail ride there's two different barns here you have the barn that's the trail ride barn that's at really what's the front of the campground fort wilderness campground and then at the back side or at the far end what's that area called again it's it's our settlement area. Your settlement it's, area, it's, yeah. It's yeah. where the boat launches are and where the hoop doo review is and the restaurant. General store. Where you catch the carriage rides. Carriage rides, mm-hmm. uh, wagon rides. Yep. And, so got the, and this campground is huge. I mean, it's huge. And we go back there and you introduced us to all the draft horses and all the little ponies. And it was so cool back there. You have the most beautiful barn, by the way. The oh. stalls are great. Somebody was asking how big the stalls are. They're big. They're big stalls. And they're bedded to, to like, a, I'd hate to be the one cleaning those stalls because they're <laughs> bedded like a foot deep. But it's just, it's just the cleanest barn. And, and uh, most of our listeners that are listening right now would die to have that barn. Mm-hmm. Uh, fa- fa- overhead fans and other fans everywhere. And then you had those two great big fans. I mean, it was and really the nice in there. In the barn. Oh, yeah. Tell us about the calliope. Well, the calliope is a piece of our history, certainly. Mm-hmm. You know, Walt purchased it when um, 
the when Disneyland opened in 1955, part of Disneyland, they actually had a big top uh, circus there. And it was part of the opening and right. it was over behind Fantasyland. And it was a big part of Disneyland for about two years. Mm-hmm. And the Calliope was one of a series of circus vehicles that were purchased mm-hmm. for um, that particular event. And um, that's the only one that's still in our collection today. Mm-hmm. And it, it dates to 1907. So it actually was built in Europe, brought here to the United States and used in circuses. Um, And we're very lucky to have it in our collection. We've restored it. Um, It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. And I'm so glad you have it on display right there in the barn so everybody can see that. Yeah, because we don't get an opportunity to hook it very Mm -hmm. often. You know, we do try to hook it and bring it into the Magic Kingdom. And periodically we will take it. We get invited to different events um, from the local community and we will take it out. Oh, that Um, must be a experience. It is. Shipping that to your location. It is. We have a large semi that, (laughs) you know, and it's a huge team that has to go out and do it. Um, And we'll hook anywhere from four to eight Mm -hmm. percherons to do that. So it's pretty impressive when you get the opportunity to see it. And Mm -hmm. when we get the opportunity to hook it in the Magic Kingdom, um, it's just bringing out that little piece of history, certainly. Yeah, it's really cool. How many horses are here total? Well, at any given time, we have anywhere between 89 and 100 horses and ponies that work here at Walt Disney World, doing everything from, like you said, the trail rides mm-hmm. to pony rides to fairy tale weddings, and then, of course, working on Main Street in the Magic Kingdom. And the the little tiny white ponies, they're used for Cinderella's uh, carriage? They are. They're used to pull Cinderella. They're her official ponies. And you hook up eight for that, six. right? Six. Okay. We hook six to do that, but when they're not... when Cinderella isn't um, using them, then we do use them for fairy tale weddings because every girl deserves to be married. Mm-hmm. Like oh, and they princess. are so cute. I, yeah, I think Certainly. that's really wonderful. And then the other thing that we do that um, I find just so touching is that we use some of them for pony rides. So the little children, little cowboys and cowgirls not mm-hmm. only get to ride Mickey's horses and ponies, mm-hmm. they get a chance to ride Cinderella's as well. Oh, that's really cool. So. That's so nice of her to share her ponies it is. with She's... the world. Now, I'm a Percheron guy. I've owned several Percherons, big Percherons. And I noticed that a lo- most of your drafts, which you use to pull the trolley in Magic Kingdom, and then also the carriages and different things that you had, the hay rides and all the things you have going on here. Um, you w- Was there a reason that you liked Percherons rather than Belgians or Clydesdales? You have a l- little bit of everything, but I noticed predominantly Percherons. Yeah, I, I would think the Percheron is more of, a, of our signature horse. Um, everybody thinks of the Clydesdale. They think of the Bud Budweiser horse, mm-hmm. and I and I think with the black Percherons, it just is such a it makes such a statement um, when they are hooked up, and you know, and they're so high stepping and very mm-hmm. prestigious, and and they're our favorites. I think also. Well, to, we're with you on that. Yeah, by the way. I, mean, I just love <laughs> and, the black Percheron, and it does tie in with the whole circus um, originally. Well, and a lot of people don't realize that in the early 1900s, there's more there's more Belgians in this country right now than Percherons, but in the early Early 1900s, the Percherons were the predominant breed when they were used for transportation and hauling the milk carts, and you know they were the pickup trucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was mostly Percherons and less Belgians, and then that kind of switched after World War II. Uh, we lost a lot of those draft horses in World War II, and then th- then it all kind of switched after that. 
Yeah. Well, that's neat. I, I of course, I'm all in favor of that. Yeah, uh, too. We yeah. love them. A little later in the show, we're going to tell you about one of the favorite horses we met last night. Aww. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. Um, so we, we, we have the carriage rides you do here. We have the trail rides. We have the weddings that you do. Uh, we have Main Street, of course. And, you know, Main Street trolley dates back to, back to the first original Disneyland opening in the 50s, too, right? Exactly, yeah. The Main Street vehicles or the trolleys were opening day at Disneyland in 1955, and they've been continually running at Disneyland and here at Disney World ever since. It was very important for Walt, you know, when he built Disneyland, that Main Street was supposed to kind of capture that one moment in history where automobiles were being introduced, but horse-drawn vehicles were still very prevalent in Mm -hmm. our history. And, you know, it was some point in history that he really remembered and it was something that was um, comforting to him and it was important to him to see those horses and besides the trolleys when Disneyland opened there was also a horse-drawn fire wagon there were many more horse-drawn vehicles mm-hmm. originally um, yeah because they kind of had the circus thing you kind of had a circus parade uh, going on with the with the different wagons and things yeah yeah they did originally yeah. Yeah, way, you know, way like back. I said that yeah. lasted for about two years but then you know as our um as more and more people come to visit now it's very hard to have right. a lot of those vehicles going up and down well, the back streets, in the 50s but... I'm sure people of that era you know what they remembered as Main Street was the clip clop of horses and having the horse-drawn vehicles in town. So I'm sure that brought back lots of memories for people moving out of the country and, you know, back into the city. Yeah, definitely. It's so, so nice to bring that in. Now, Walt was a horse guy, too. He played polo. He did. He did. He played polo. Um, you know, he loved horses. He grew up with them, certainly. You know, they were working horses, mm-hmm. but they were part of his life. Um, he Was he know, Kansas? Was it, am I remembering right? Missouri. Missouri. Okay. Missouri. And um, he... Uh, he got involved in polo in the 1930s. You know, mm-hmm. you have to remember that, you know, at that time in Hollywood, polo was right. the the in thing to do. Many celebrities, you know, were playing and mm-hmm. were part of those polo clubs. So he did play for, for several years. There's pictures he of him even, in the museum. Right? Yeah. There are, yeah. He even had a string of, of polo ponies. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did play for a short time um, there. And it was a very important part of his life. You know, even right. at his home, he had the the horse dummy that he could get on and practice his oh, really? shots and things like that. <laughs> so, fun. yeah. Oh, that is so cool. And now you, you have horses at a number of the parks around the world, right? It's just not here. Also at Disneyland, we got to take the tour of the barns there at Disneyland, but that France has them. Mm-hmm. And, is that the only other park that has them? No, all of them do have. Oh, they a do. Horse okay. Presence, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of neat that that was able to happen across the around the world. Now we've had a lot of questions, and we're going to go into more about the history with Walt because it's so fascinating. But I want to get some of the listener questions in here as we go along too, um, because we had about a hundred of them. But uh, we <laughs> we're going to have to pick <laughs> a, a few. Um, do they have a preferred? Uh, do you have a preferred breed for the riding horses? They all seem to be kind of quarter horse ranch horse types. Yeah, yeah. I I prefer the quarter horse. Yeah. Like when we're going out looking for horses and stuff, you know, the purchase for our operation, I kind of look for that type of animal, the quarter horse myself. I mean, not that we're, we're, we wouldn't look at another breed, but they seem to be actually the most consistent. Right. And we like geldings. 
I'm you know, you in our operation of trail <laughs> There's a lot rides. of our listeners that are real with you there. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we find that quarter horses seem to be, you know, they, they, they get along pretty well mm-hmm. with our program and our, and our guests. And you had some very nice horses. I mean, they're they're and they're so well cared for. Oh yeah. They Let are. me tell you, these horses are well fed. People, look <laughs> at our pictures. These are well fed horses. Uh, and you know, one of the that leads to one of the other questions is where uh, where did, did they get turned out? And yes, you have big paddocks. Big out paddocks. Here. We turn them out in, and they have days off. They'll work two days on, one day off. Um, okay, I want that schedule. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, when we always tell our guests to when when we're given our our safety spiel before we leave mm-hmm. we'll see now make sure we're on the trail don't let these guys do any eating oh, on the mine trail was eating. <laughs> jack because, frost was yeah. eating let me yeah. tell you he was every time we'd go by a tree he'd grab he a would bite. grab those yes. he'd grab those <laughs> leaves and we'd say look they're not on the disney dining plan look, <laughs> just look at them they look great you know yeah they don't need extra they bills. don't need <laughs> the extra groceries no and they're super clean oh yeah. that was the thing we you know when i rub my pony my hands are black when i'm done <laughs> and there were no black after we you, these yeah. horses get like bathed a lot they get groomed they get haircuts Mm -hmm. um we do tails manes we make sure that they don't have the excessive whiskers and uh depending on the breed of the horse like we do have some um draft horse crosses up there so we do leave the feathers on uh but other that we will give them a profile cut and we clean up the legs and we do a lot of that too so when the guests take their photos of their horse Mm -hmm. they have that really clean disney show exceptional right. look to them that you know that we want to oh and let me tell you this is the cleanest trail ride string of horses i have ever seen yes. and we've been on a lot of trail rides and yeah. they have never been this clean yeah, your <laughs> white horses are white yeah exactly right. exactly yeah. especially in the you know right now in our rainy season in florida it's tough especially if you had ones with feathers yes they all look great they look yeah super. and doctor you know for for new listeners to the show that haven't heard wendy before wendy's a veterinarian and of course the first thing she looks at is the care of the horses and <laughs> and it's tough to impress wendy but she was pretty impressed was, uh, we yes. were very impressed Good. by yeah. the Excellent. whole thing so mm-hmm. yeah so good for you on that you, you and you know what came through yesterday we say this uh and we We've talked about this for eight years on the show. Every barn, when you walk into any barn, whether it's a personal barn, a competitor's barn, any every barn has a feel. And if you're experienced in the horse world, you walk in a bar, you, 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 Carrie, you know what I'm talking about. I do. You walk in a barn, it has a feel. Whether there's stress there, there's tension, or it's a happy barn, every barn has a feel. And when we walked in your barns, it was just, you know, it was... It really felt happy. There was no stress in those barns. Uh, that's what we saw. And, well, and of course, you know, Dr. I'm, Ying talks about it right. from the Chinese medicine yeah. point of view. So I deal with like ulcers is one of my number one things. And of course, in Florida, bad skin, you know, skin allergies. And, you know, we walk in there. It's it's really clean. The horse is looking great. And nobody had any skin issues, which is almost impossible to do in Florida. So good for you guys for doing that. But keeping their stress level down is really important too. And their attitudes were all so happy. And, and they rest. Yeah. They rest during the day. I yeah. mean, we've had guests come back to us and they'll get our attention and say, do you know that chief is laying down? Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we'll say, yeah, yeah, he's sleeping. Right. He's just hanging out. And, you know, he doesn't yeah. feel the stress that he's got to be afraid that everybody's right. in the barn. Or and... doesn't know what, what's coming next. Exactly. Like Jennifer right. was saying, that horses really do love routine. Yeah. And you have like a nice routine. They know where they're supposed to be. And um, they do their job. Yes. And so they're happy doing it. 
and the, the guests are, are cute when they come in. You know, those horses will be laying down sleeping, and some mm-hmm. of them are known snorers. Oh, really? <laughs> they you can, can hear them all the way down the barn. Right. When I leave at night and lock the barn up, some of them are still sleeping, just right. starting to go to sleep, and they're snoring away. Right. And, and and I just want to give a shout-out to our cast. You know, when you're talking about how well-cared the horses are mm-hmm. and how clean they are, you know, we have a great crew that work here. We have about 35 cast members that are dedicated specifically to the care of these animals and they're here because they want to be here Mm -hmm. it's not only that they you know love these horses they love disney you know you've just got you know so many reasons to be able to do what we're doing Mm -hmm. and you know these horses it's so unique because they they're owned by a company you know by walt disney world but these horses are very loved you know we're in the barn all the time we know these horses we know their personalities Mm -hmm. the cast members all have their favorite horses and know their personalities and you know these horses get not only their rest time which is certainly very Mm -hmm. important but you know we're around them all the time you know we come in the morning and they're nickering to us those trail horses you know in the morning they're at the gate right ready to come in and ready to you know to see our cast members mm-hmm. and sometimes when they're the ones left behind they're right. like, they're well, like wait a minute we want to go out and work too you know I think they yeah. enjoy having a purpose and mm-hmm. they enjoy the interaction with the cast members mm-hmm. I agree I agree on that too and everybody we talk to that's this is interesting too because it ties into one of our listener questions is how do you get a job working at, with Disney oh, horses yeah. right every <laughs> one of our teenage listeners is going how do I work there but what I found in almost everybody I talked to is you all started somewhere else in the park and this is kind of a coveted thing that you have to kind of work into is the horse side well we certainly do you know hire from what we call the outside right. you know um, people with with horse experience but is it's a unique experience to come here and work at Disney because mm-hmm. it's not just working at a barn it's working for a company certainly mm-hmm. and it does help if you've worked someplace else and you kind of get right. the idea and the history yeah you know that buy-in to who Walt Disney was and mm-hmm. why we do what we do you know most of us or actually all of us that work here we have a love for this well you've um, been at the barns for how long about 12 years now I've been with the company for just going on 20 years <laughs> but I'm really young really <laughs> and Carrie, how long have you been here? I'm going on 19 years. At the barn? At the barn. At the and barn. I came wow. in from the barn from Michigan. Right. So my our daughter worked down here years ago. She graduated and came down here and got a job. And my husband used to come down with his family and actually camp at Fort Wilderness. It oh, was wow. so bizarre. You know, find this out later. Right. So uh, we come down here to visit our daughter and Tennille, and we're walking through the Magic Kingdom, my first time, uh, Mark's, you know, many times. And I remember thinking, wow, look at the people our age working here. Right. I mean, I wonder if we could do this, you know? <laughs> it wasn't a year later, we just decided to give it a shot and come on down here and work for Disney and 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 get into the horse barn and... Mm-hmm. So it's been like a dream come true for us, and we're we're not going to leave. I mean, this right. will be our last job. We'll retire from here, you know, and mm-hmm. then probably come back part time, and you know, as long as they'll have us. So, <laughs> you, you know, you've worked here for almost twenty years, and yet when we took that carriage ride, we all got to go in a carriage ride. And Wendy and I didn't have to drive; it was so nice. We were oh, so yeah. Happy. <laughs> Uh, We got to sit in the back for a change. But um, when you were so enthusiastic and to see that after 20 years in any employee, you were just bubbling over and it was so cute and so cool. Thank you. Thank you. I love what I do. I love the horses. I love who they are and I love who what we bring out in them when we start training them and we get to know them like 
like Robin's was mentioned earlier, we get these horses from all over the country. We kind of handpick them. Robin and I are kind of like uh, we have the uh, w- the privilege of doing this mm-hmm. of being on the team to go out and pick out these horses. So when we go look for like our trail horses, um, we look for certain type of things, and then when we bring them home and we start bringing them into our program, it's so wonderful watching these guys evolve right. and and come out with what we thought, what we saw when we saw them at the farm, with you know, and then watch them evolve in who they are and take our guests and drive our carriages and right. maybe become great hitch horses down the road. You know, it's just it's fabulous they, to watch. When this. they realize that they're at Disney World, they must like. Well, they're, they're so excited. We always say we always feel bad for the ones we didn't buy, right, right? You know, because the ones that come here, they have a lifetime of care, right. love, appreciation, and it, that's a great thing. Yeah. And we go home at night feeling good about what we did. Yeah, there's a lot of horses at home right now filling out their resumes. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> if Sending they them could, in. if they could, they would. Trust me. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We have a commercial to do here. We have to welcome a brand new sponsor to the show, and we're so excited to have them on board. It's Ovation Riding Gear, and they're joining Horses in the Morning, and we do appreciate them. But first, right before Ovation, I have the only quote I could find in Walt's voice talking about horses, and this was talking about quarter horses, and it was introducing one of the movies from back in the 60s. I think it was the early 60s. So this is just about 20 seconds of Walt talking. So you get to hear his voice and then we're going to hear from the good folks over at Ovation. We'll be right back in a couple minutes. Next week, we'll tell you the story of the horse of the West. Rugged, intelligent and highly trained, a hardworking quarter horse has been and still is a prime factor in the growth of our great Western cattle empire. And his bloodlines are guarded as carefully as those of the most prized thoroughbred. Well, I'm so excited on this International Podcast Day coming to you from Disney World that we are welcoming a new sponsor, you know, one of the leaders actually in the horse world, and that is Ovation line of products. And I have Amy from Ovation on here with me. Hi, Amy. Hi, Glenn. I am so glad you could join us, and I am so glad that we get to welcome you as a sponsor, especially on International Podcast Day. Well, we're happy to be here, too. Thank you. Well, now tell us a little bit about Ovation, about the company and the products. Sure. Um, Ovation offers high-quality products um, to every rider. From head to toe, we can outfit you. Um, Whether you're in dressage, hunter-jumper, eventing, um, we can outfit you completely with our breeches and our boots. Our helmets are very, very popular, as well as our Zoc line and show coats. And we don't forget about the horse either. We also have tack and saddles and everything that your horse needs um, to be decked out in Ovation as well. And one of the things that I like about Ovation is is they are very good, top-quality products, but they're also affordable. Very affordable. And that is always our mission with Ovation, um, to outfit you with what you need so you can do what you love doing and not break in the bank doing it. What is, what would you say, what are the lead kind of lead products for Ovation? What are the most popular products that they have? Definitely Ovation helmets. Um, we have a very large range of helmets. Our most popular would be our Deluxe Schooler. Um, and when I say that we can outfit any rider, the Deluxe Schooler is a perfect example of that. Um, we have the Deluxe Schooler all the way down to a toddler size. 
so the little peanuts can be out there um, riding as well in their safety, you know, with the, the ovation helmet. Um, and we go from the schooler all the way up to a little higher end with some special details, um, some glitter and some bling and some other more traditional styles. Um, there's about 20 in the whole line. So there's lots to choose from. And, you know, they, they go down in price. I mean, our, our schoolers are like $54. So it's definitely affordable. It's a great product and definitely one of our best sellers. And where do people buy the Ovation products? Do they buy directly from you or do they go to retailers? Or They go to retailers. Ovation um, is exclusively distributed by English Riding Supply. Um, however, we sell directly to our retailers. And you can go online at OvationRiding.com and you can find a complete list of dealers online and tax shops that carry our product. You have a map on your website that has about a thousand little <laughs> droplets on it. So I, there's a lot of retailers. and There's a lot yeah. of retailers. Um, and they, again, they love the line too. It's a line that they can trust in their store. When somebody comes in and asks for an ovation product, they can confidently sell them the product. Um, so yeah, if you go onto the website and you look, you can put your, your zip code in there and it will tell you all the tax shops that are near you. And if there's for some reason, not a tax shop near you. There's also places that you can buy online. Very good. Well, we're looking forward to talking more about the products as the months go along. And again, we would like to welcome Ovation at OvationRiding.com as our newest sponsor here on the Horse Radio Network. Well, we're so excited about Ovation being a part of the show, and we're looking forward to working with them as we go along here. And we, of course, are coming to you from Disney today on International Podcasting Day. Welcome, everybody. If you're a first-time listener, we hope you stick with us. And if you get a chance, you know, podcasts, one of the wonderful things about podcasts is you can go back and listen to all the past episodes. Now, I calculated that out. We have uh, 4,300 episodes that we've done on the Horse Radio Network, and if you listen Listen 24 hours a day, it'll take you almost a year. So if you want to go back and listen, I recommend probably spreading that out a little. Uh, I, I don't want to listen to that much of me either. No. So um, we have Dr. Wendy Ying here with us, and, and we are talking to Carrie, who we have nicknamed the Little Boss. And we have a Robin here as well, who is the zoological manager. And we're talking a lot about the history of what goes on here. Now, <laughs> Robin, you told us yesterday, and I love this saying, Go ahead. What'd you tell us? Well, you know, they always say it all started with a mouse, and we acknowledge that, that it did. But we like to say it all started with a horse. Yeah, there we agree. <laughs> because they say that Walt's first paying job ever was drawing his neighbor's horse, Rupert. Oh, wow. He was paid a nickel, and he did a sketch of, of Rupert for um, his Isn't neighbor. there a copy and of that in the in the museum down there? There's a representation yeah. of what it would have looked like or what, mm -hmm. you know, we interpret that it would have have looked like certainly. I want to talk more about Walt and the history of the training and how the horses all started because there's a very famous California trainer involved in all of this too. And I, you know, we talked about this yesterday, and I think this is something the younger generations. I grew up in a generation where we watched Walt Disney doing the Sunday night, you know, and we saw him introducing all the movies and everything. But that's lost now. If you're under forty years old. You know, everybody knows it's called Disney World, but I bet you there's some that doesn't even know there was a Walt Disney. It's kind of, Walt's kind of getting lost in the picture, and I think that's sad. Um, 
and I don't know if I was supposed to say that today, but that's just, I want to talk about him because I don't want him to be lost in the picture. Right. And, you know, we certainly don't want him to be lost either. And you're right. You know, we were very lucky in growing up that we all got to watch the wonderful world, world of, of Disney. Disney. Sunday night. As a kid, yeah. you Sunday didn't night. miss that. No. And, and that was the one night we were allowed to stay up past like eight o'clock to finish the movie. I <laughs> and I remember arguing with my parents. I ju- They would say, right when the movie was over, go to bed. And yep. we'd be like, no, we need to watch the few scenes. <laughs> we needed to see the few scenes of what was going to happen next, next week. On the world that's right. Of Disney, because that came after the commercials. <laughs> and you're right, the kids don't, you know, necessarily have that opportunity. But you know, that's not what we as a company want to have happen. Mm-hmm. So you know, here at Disney World and you know some of our different properties, we do try to preserve the history, and I'm sure we'll continue to do that. Um, you know, by offering various tours and things, um, and tours through our barn, which right. we do offer. And, you know, just try to make sure that it does does live on and that people know that there was a man behind all of this. And there was two men, actually, out in California when the when all the animals were brought in uh, to start the Disneyland. Tell us about the other one. Right. You know, Walt was, you know, always... You know, he was the the passion, the idea man behind everything. But he also was, you know, very passionate about the people that worked with him and, uh, you know, very close to them. And he always said that it takes people to make this dream a reality. And he understood that. And, you know, he... A friend of his had seen a man by the name of Owen Pope, and Owen was performing with his six little pony hitch. He would travel around the West California, mm-hmm. um, you know, all through the state of California with this little six pony hitch. And one of his he was pulling like little beer wagon like type little things. show wagons yeah. that would yeah. have advertisements of different mm-hmm. things. And you know, he also had a trailer business. He kind of um, oh, he made horse trailers. He made horse trailers. He was a welder by trade, and that was just one of the things that he did. It was Pope Trailers, and he kind of um, kind of mastered this bumper pull technology. And so he was using the pony hitch, going to these different rodeos and state fairs right. and parades, these kind of hometown parades, kind of promoting that. And a colleague of Walt's saw them um, performing and told Walt that he needed to go and see this guy, that this is what he thought Walt had in mind for, at that time, this this park that he was planning. So Walt Witten saw um, Owen perform with his ponies and shortly after got um, in contact with Owen and his wife, Dolly, to see if they would come to California and start mm-hmm. the horse program at his park, right. which of course later we know became Disneyland. And Owen and Dolly accepted the invite and they came and they lived on the back lot of the studio in Burbank oh, because wow. originally that's where the park was going to be mm-hmm. on a parcel of land close to close to the studio. Um, Walt's ideas quickly outgrew that yeah. parcel of land and they moved out to Anaheim. But that's what Owen was tasked to do. And he was pretty well known uh, in that area as a trainer and a horse person. And and uh, I, I know that because I've heard his name before. He was, yeah. yeah. He yeah. certainly was. And but, but it was his wife was involved, too. His wife was involved, you know, behind every good man is a good woman. Because <laughs> every horse. picture you showed us <laughs> right. was the couple, was the both of them. It was always Owen and Dolly Pope. Yeah. And well, then, with six ponies, come on. You yeah, know, you need help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Dolly kept them in line, you know. They... And now he... He he actually came out here to Disney World, too, right? He did. You know, um, he was asked to come out um, by actually Roy, you know, if he did such a good job starting 
you know, the horses mm-hmm. and the horse program um, in California, there was nobody else they could think to ask to come out here. So right. they asked Owen and Dolly if they would come out and start the horse program. And at that time was their dream of starting um, Walt Disney World. And they accepted. Now, when we were at the uh, we were at the World Percheron Congress last year, which was a whole <laughs> lot of fun. And uh, one of the things we saw in the museum and we had heard this when we were out touring Disneyland, the stables out there at Disneyland was that um, they actually showed the Percheron hitches at one time in shows. They took them out, right? You yeah, were telling they, us about that. They too. did. That. Yeah. They used to they used to go all, all over the country and compete. And the, the year that they retired, they were like the world champions. And so that's mm-hmm. that's when you quit. Right. So nobody beats <laughs> yeah, that's you. Right. you know? <laughs> <laughs> so that's when you retire your hitch and you say, we're done. All right. I used to do eights, yeah, right? Eight, yeah. 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 The most we've done in the last few years has just been the six. But yeah, we have, have gone out with eight. Do you drive the sixes? I do. That's a lot of reins. There is a lot. Yeah, <laughs> there is. Yeah, but they're, they're all really good. By the time we're competing with these guys, they are so good. Right. And they're so responsive. And um, we know them so well. We know where we want to put them. I remember when Mark came up and asked me, Gary, we need you to drive the Citrus um, Bowl Parade. I says, okay, very good. He says, do you have a, a lineup of who you'd like to use? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I I just you know, named off six horses where I was going to put them. And, you know, and he goes, oh, okay. (laughs) He says, okay. Right. You know who you need as leaders Yeah. who you need as the wheelers. The wheelers and the swing. We knew exactly where I I was going to put everybody and why. And so, you know, that's what they want to hear, you know, a little theory behind what we want to do. Right. How long does it take uh, one of your Percherons or draft horses of any breed to, before they would, let's say, be safe enough to go down Main Street? Well, again, you it know, depends on the as, horse. I yeah, it does. That. It's, yeah. it's, it's, as you know, horse people, we yeah. all know that you can't really put a time frame on it, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes when we buy these horses, we're not raising them. We usually right. buy right. them three, four years of age. So what we usually find out once we do purchase these horses is sometimes there's some sort of background that mm-hmm. we've got to kind of work through. Oh, we all know about the horses that we yeah. bought. Yeah. <laughs> we always say that he's a clean slate. Well, there's yeah, really not really. Not, clean, not really. <laughs> we've only had two with the clean slate that I know of, and that's been, um, Jacob and Skyler, because we raised them as babies. So they were actually probably one of our most, I don't want to say easiest, because maybe that's not quite the word I want to say, but because they had a a clean slate and we knew them and we started them as babies, hooking them, training them and getting going down the road was probably one of the most uh, smoothest sailing operations we've done in a long time, you know. It just takes time for them to grow up. Yeah, yeah. it's it. Yeah, that's why we don't do it. Yeah, Skylar's five years old. You know, so five mm-hmm. years we've had him before we feel like okay, now he can do wagon rides. Yeah. You know. All right, I'm going to tease the audience again. We're going to talk about Jacob in a minute oh. because ja- well, we're going to tease. We're going to wait on that for a little bit yet He's because close to my heart. Oh yeah, our, ours too after last night. Yes. So it's pretty special. Yeah, we'll talk about Jacob in a second because, whew. but uh, you know, one of the things too that. Uh, you talked about was in the original Disneyland, they actually had a mule train. Tell us about that. They did. You know, part of when they opened Disneyland, they had over 250 animals on property, everything from, you know, carriage horses to ponies, but they also had mules because Frontierland was supposed to depict the old frontier. Because Walt loved Western everything. He loved everything Western. He loved it. And um, 
And that was a land that was, I think all of them were dear to his heart in one way or the yeah. other, certainly. But, you know, that was very much who he was. And um, so they had a mule train ride where those mules were tied nose to tail. And there was oh, really? a mule skinner in the front and yeah. one in the back. And they would take them up through the hills of Frontierland. There's, oh, the, there's a term that you don't hear very often anymore either, mule skinner. Some people I are going, know. they skinned the mules? No, yeah. that's not what that means. They were, the, they were the guides. They were the guides, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying yeah, well, that. Go, well, it's not a term you hear anymore. It isn't. Yeah, no. no, but that was what their title was. And they would take those mules, like I said, through and the hills. And it was an scenery, attraction. You yeah. know, to ride in Probably a little like safer that. than that ride down the Grand Canyon, which Probably. I'm not doing. Yeah, right. Right. But it's so fun to see those old photographs, you know, that people still have in their archives and right. will share with us and send us. They'll be going through their old pictures and they're like, oh, my goodness, this is us at Disneyland on the on the horses, on the Conestoga wagons. Mm-hmm. On the, uh, they had Conestoga wagons. They had Yosemite wagons. They had stagecoaches that guests could ride in. So this was before they had the the reg the rides that we see now. They had. They had horses. Rides. They How did, you know, and that? eventually those cycled out because right. for a lot of different reasons yeah. um, they did as other rides and new technology right. became a little bit more exciting and yeah. taking care of 250 head of horses yeah. and mules is yeah. a lot and ride capacity, you know, That's they can true. only carry so many people. Right. Um but yeah. Well, for our driving audience, and this fascinated Wendy and I yesterday, yeah. is the fact that they made the harness and oh, tell us right. about that. They did. And, the, know, Owen, and the stagecoach. Owen was incredibly This talented. is Owen Pope again. Owen Pope again. You know, he was tasked not only to buy all of those animals and hire all of those incredible people that, right. you know, were driving those stagecoaches and, um, you know, the taking the mule rides out, he was tasked with making the equipment. So he made and oversaw the the actual harness making and the carriages. He had his hand mm-hmm. in along with the Imagineers who helped out making those those ride vehicles. It makes sense though, you know, because it's a movie company. So yeah. I mean they had wheel rights. Yeah. That yeah. were there making you know, these wheels. Like to see the art. number of people that go into making a movie, the prop guys and all that. So I mean it makes sense that they do that, but it, it just seems like an overwhelming task. I, especially making the harness. I mean, that's an art in itself. It and, is. Yeah. And they had beautiful harness, you know. Mm-hmm. And you have to remember Owen was hired several years before the park opened, actually, to start this whole project. Yeah, it would take a long we always time like to, to say it not only started with the horse, but Owen probably was one of the first people hired specifically for the park. Right. Can you tell us a little bit about the five-eighth scale concept? Well, yeah, we, you know, everything, you know, it's in the park is kind of a five-eighth scale. Mm-hmm. It's it's made to, when you go in, that you look a little bit bigger, everything's a little bit smaller. And yeah. that's what, um, when Owen was showing his ponies, that was what first, uh, inspired them to ask him to come. They were interested in those little ponies, that size, to be part of the park. They thought that that would work good. You know, movie sets are always a little bit smaller. Mm -hmm. Um, And when they got the ponies there, they realized the ponies actually were too small. Yeah. For the the stagecoach. So we actually used draft horses. (laughs) Went completely the other direction. Completely opposite direction. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was funny seeing those pictures, though, because uh, you see all the little ponies lined up in the stagecoach. It was cute. And Owen no, did make a stagecoach. We did have stagecoaches mm-hmm. for those ponies for a long time. And we have actual photos of Walt on the back lot of the studios with some of his um, probably, you know, his staff that worked in the studio at that time. That's very cool. Well, we're going to take a break for a song. And then uh, when we come back, we're going to talk, we're going to answer a couple more listener questions. And then we're going to talk about our favorite horse from yesterday, uh, who everybody that comes here wants to take home with them. Uh, But you better have a big trailer if you're (laughs) going to do that. Right after our song, too, we're going to, I have a special song for you. I thought we're in the happiest place on earth, right? So we have right. our friend Fleur Magali, who is out of Switzerland, who's a horse girl over there. And she did a version of Pharrell's Happy. And I thought, well, that has to be a perfect song for today. <laughs> and then right after that, uh, you're going to hear an interview I did uh, right after the song with Rhonda, who's out of Canada. And I think she's listening right now because I saw her pipe in over there. Rhonda is our legacy listener, our only one that we think we have left now. And believe me, I haven't even done this and I own the place, um, who has listened to all 4,300 episodes that we have done from day one, eight years ago. Uh, she has listened to every episode of every show, whether she's interested in that topic or not. <laughs> and God bless you, Rhonda, because as I said, I haven't listened to every episode of every show. She's a, by the way, guys, a huge Disney fan. She's a DVC member. She comes down here. Well, she just posted over there that she's going to be here in 45 days. Yay, Rhonda. Uh, she's Come coming down. Us. What are the lights called over at uh, Universal? The at the Osborne studios? Family Osborne. Family Lights. Yes, at the studios. At the studio, sorry. Um, and the Osborne Family... Wrong park. Uh, Hollywood, yes, the Hollywood, <laughs> Hollywood Studios. studios. <laughs> sorry about that. I get demerits for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but... The Osborne Family Lights, we've come every year, and they're over there at, at the studios. And I think it's the last year. It is the last year, Aww. yeah. Uh, they're going to move them someplace. They'll be up somewhere oh, here, yeah. I think, because six million lights. they got to move them somewhere. But <laughs> she's coming down from Canada just because it's the last year for that, and she wants to see it. And that's how dedicated she is. They just got back from their tr- trip to Disneyland, too. So huge fans of, uh, of Disney and huge fans of the Horse Radio Network. And I did a little interview with Rhonda in honor of International Podcast Day. So let's... Let's take a listen to all of that, and then we'll be back with more here from Disney World. Dr. Rose's Remedies Skin Treatment Salve and Spray are 100% all-natural products. They are anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, antiviral, and antifungal. Dr. Roses are made with all human-grade ingredients and are safe and effective for treatment for all manner of cuts and scrapes on your horse. And Dr. Roses is the must-have product here at the Horse Radio Network headquarters to keep PT Scooter's delicate white pasterns free from dew poisoning and scratches. Ask for Dr. Roses at your local tax store or feed supplier or visit them online at drrosesremedies.com. That's DrRosesRemedies.com Clap along if you feel like a room without a roof Clap along if you feel like happiness is the truth Clap along if you know what happiness is to you Clap along if you feel like that's what you want to do It might seem crazy what I'm about to say 
sunshine, she's here. You can take a break. I'm a hot air balloon that could go to space with the air. I got on hair, baby, by the way. Because I'm happy. Clap along if you feel like a room without a room. Because I'm happy. Clap along if you feel like happiness is true. Because I'm happy. Clap along if you know what happiness is to you. Because I'm happy. Clap along if you feel like that's what you wanna do. Bring me down, can nothing bring me down? Your love is too high. Bring me down, can nothing bring me down? I said, bring me down, can nothing bring me down? Your love is too high. Bring me down, can nothing bring me down? I said, clap along if you feel like a room without a roof. Cause I'm happy. Clap along if you feel like happiness is the truth. Cause I'm happy. Clap along if you know what happiness is to you. Cause I'm happy. Clap along if you feel like that's what you wanna do. Hi, Glenn the Geek here with a very short segment for you in honor of International Podcast Day on Wednesday, September the 30th. You can find out all the details about International Podcast Day at internationalpodcastday.com. It's a day when we encourage you to go on to all your social media, your Twitters and your Facebooks, and post that you love podcasts. Uh, tell all your friends about the Horse Radio Network and the other shows that you listen to. That's what International Podcast Day is all about, and we're extending it to the whole week. So just go on, hop on there, and put a link to our shows. We would appreciate the support. And we have with me today our, as far as we know, only legacy listener left. And that is Rhonda out of Canada. What that means is Rhonda has listened to every episode that we've done, which is now uh, probably approaching 4,300 episodes since day one. Hi, Rhonda. Hi, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for being our legacy listener and for hanging in there all these years. Well, thank you for putting out such great shows to listen to. And I have not even listened to all the episodes. So you're the only one, literally, I think. I'm the only one. <laughs> That's right. And there are some <laughs> listeners who do not believe that you have done this, but I happen to know that you have because you comment almost every week. You, you get in touch with me and comment about a couple of the episodes. So Yeah, that's yeah. true. So I kind of, uh, I will vouch for Rhonda. And besides, Canadians don't lie. Yeah, yeah, they never lie. No, they never lie. So now, why did you start listening to podcasts in the first place, even before HRN? Or was HRN your first? It wasn't my first. WDW Today was my first. Um, And we started listening to that. I think we'd been on a trip to Disney World in 2007, and we came home and were missing the world, so we started listening to the podcast, and then I started listening to you, I think it was about 2008, because yeah, that's when a, we started. <laughs> because an email came 
from the 2010 WEG um, emails, and at the bottom was a little link to your 2010 podcast. So I saw that link and went, oh, there's a horse podcast, because I think I typed horse in into iTunes or whatever a few times and, and never come up with anything. There were a couple of podcasts that had come and gone, like had done a couple episodes and then quit about horses when we started, but nobody that, you know, was really sticking with it or trying to go big with it. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So you were at the very first episode of Stable Scoop back in 2008. Uh, and then we we did uh, the 2010 radio show was the next one to come along, and then all the others after that. Do you? Why do you like podcasts? What what what's the thing that dr- drives you to listen to them? And I know we're not the um, only ones you listen to. I think I just like learning things about about things that I like. Um, I, I, I don't know. Listening to music over and over is just kind of it's fun. <laughs> Nothing wrong with listening to music, but I'd rather learn something and you know, sort of feel engaged when I'm driving and walking the dogs. and. So the on-demand part of it is also important. Yes. Yeah. Now, yeah. and you're a rider, but I would say that you're probably like kind of our average listener in that you're not, not a high-level competitor. You have a horse, you ride, you have a horse husband, um, you have dogs, and you just love horses. And I think that kind of puts you in there with 99% of our audience. Yep, yep. I think I'm probably just like everybody else for the most part. What, how do you listen to the shows now? Um, they go onto my iTunes Okay. My husband plugs in my iPod every night, and then he brings it up in the morning, and there's more shows on it. Well, anybody that's new to listening, uh, you can also listen. You can listen on iTunes. There's a ton of different podcast players. I actually use one called Pocket Casts. It's an app for your phone uh, where I listen to all my podcasts. And, of course, the Horse Radio Network uh, app is free, and it's easy in iOS or Android. You can do either with that. Well, Rhonda, we certainly do appreciate you being an auditor and also being a legacy listener. Uh, And thank you for listening all of these years. We really appreciate your support, and it's been fun to meet you. And I I also appreciate personally your input, because anytime I need to ask a question about a show, I know Rhonda's listened. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I can yep, just you can always ask. That's right. I always ask her about it, and it's great. So if you like the shows, head on over to Facebook or Twitter. Post on there, you know, that you like them. Post a link to our shows or to the app or something, and we would be thrilled for your support. And thank you so much, Rhonda, for joining us. Well, thank you. Thank you, Rhonda. We're back, and we are coming to you live from Disney World. I have Dr. Wendy Ying of the Driving Radio Show, and welcome all of our driving fans, too, because we're putting this episode out as your show this week. And so, because we're talking a lot about driving today, we figured that uh, that would be cool. And, of course, we're brought to you today by Ovation Riding Gear. You can find all of their terrific products at OvationRiding.com. All right, we've been teasing it the whole show. Carrie, let's talk about what had to be our favorite horse of the day yesterday. And there's 90 horses here. We saw most of them. Uh, so tell us about our favorite horse. Oh, it's Jacob. Jacob. Oh, my goodness. I My heart's smiling. Um, we've had Jacob uh, in our herd for almost nine, about seven years, seven years mm-hmm. now. And he's amazing. He's a black Clydesdale. Night. 
19 and a half hands. And honest 19 and yes. a half. Yeah, he, <laughs> yes, honest. Sure. It's not like that fish was so no. big. He has honest 19 and a half hands. And like even to throw a simple harness on him, it's with the mounting block, you know, for the right. perfect fit. His and collar is probably huge. It is huge. If he puts his head up when you're going to put his bridle on, you're not getting it on. Well, he does. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do the head down cue. He'll bring his head down so it's at our waist level. Right. And then we can I'm so bridle glad you do the heady down. Yes. I have to do that, too, because yes. I'm only 5'3". Well, he leads that way as well, too, because if he had his head up, the only way you could look around him is by looking underneath of him. Well, you'd need a 10-foot lead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when he when he leads, even, he has his head down, mm-hmm. so you can look over him instead of under or around That's him. So, so. But he's an amazing animal. Um, he does a lot of our special events for us. He does our weddings here uh, mm-hmm. for our, our fairy tale weddings. Well, not only that, he's a princess's horse. Oh, Meredith's horse. He's yes, yeah. yes, and he was in, he was involved in her. Um, he was with her with her coronation over at Magic Kingdom when mm-hmm. she became a princess. Um, and you could see him on YouTube, and you can see how amazing he is and how he tolerates everything at the Magic Kingdom. And uh, he's just as kind. That must have been it was, with, the, with Merida's oh, it's, it's red a, hair and his. It's amazing, tail. and she had her bow and arrow with her, right. and uh, she, it was just amazing to see him um, interact with her as well. Yeah. And he likes what he does. This is, and he's just been a, a blessing for us to have at the ranch. Right. And guests come in to see him, and they'll say, "I hear we have Angus here." Uh-huh. Um, we go, "Absolutely, we have to bring him out to the rope." He does mm-hmm. meet and greets, um, and they're all amazing. Angus is cool too. Yeah, and his, he has yeah. such presence. He does. He does. Feathers he just demands it. By yep. you pull him out of stall, you go, "Oh my!" You know, it's one yeah. of those breathtaking animals, personality-wise, soul, heart, everything. He's sweet. By the way, Jacob's feet are about the size of pie plates. I mean, his feet are <laughs> What size huge. shoe does he wear? He wears he probably wear a, a seven. Seven or eight. His bit must be a seven or eight, too. <laughs> it's huge. He's a huge boy. His lips are so cute. He has the best lips. They're all flappy. Very flappy. <laughs> As you can see, I really liked him. Oh, I, uh, I know. He's yeah. he, he's the favorite, like I said, of like over 90-some horses. I mean, he's the one everybody knows. Mm-hmm. And you know what, guys? I hate to tell you this, but you know he's seven now, but the way his body looks we were talking about it last night he's not done growing no that's what we were saying too he is gonna fill out yet and you know he hasn't filled out he still has his sort of his thin body you know it's his growing body but you know when the draft horses fill out he's gonna look he's gonna look extra enormous then yeah i know robin you were a little worried about that yeah <laughs> just like he's gonna even load them in the horse trailer. It's like, okay, we're we gonna make yeah, it in there. Tilting to one side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, What's amazing in that little spiel that they do a, a, in the museum: twenty four hundred pounds of hay and grain a day for these horses. Wow, that's just unbelievable. That's just unbelievable. <laughs> and and what was so cool is on you had little stall cards for everybody, and it says exactly what they eat. It was all very clear. And the public can see that, too, which was kind of neat. It is fun because yeah. you have to remember we have so many people that come in the barn that don't right. know about horses. And um, I always have to laugh. We have some of them that get a specific type of hay, and mm-hmm. it'll say Timothy only. Right. And they're like, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, we know, and that reminds us, and it gives us an opportunity to help teach and mm-hmm. and tell people about our horses and what they eat and as a horse husband, your betting would drive me crazy because you use the big uh, shavings. Oh, I, love the big I can't do the big flakes. It's too hard to sift through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a horse husband talking right there. But see, you have magical Disney helpers, cast members to do that. So 
It's perfect. We have an amazing team that goes through and, you know, they do all that hard work. You know, Mm -hmm. here in Florida, it's tough. It's 100 degrees in the summertime and these guys are out there. Our barn is, what, 38 stall barn. It gets cleaned, you know, in the morning. We go through and we Mm -hmm. clean the entire thing. And then throughout the day, they go through and do picks and things like that. And we're talking draft horses. They poop big. They do. They do. do. (laughs) uh, So that's that's a lot of horse manure. Yeah, it is. (laughs) And that's only one location. That That's true. Deal with. <laughs> now, they, they, you, they pee on command. Do they poop on command too? I uh, wish. <laughs> in the corners. It's Don't always, you wish you it's had always nice poopers? on your carriage horse because you know we wear that we wear the bags on the back. They wear the diapers, the diaper yeah, bags, yeah. and we're always so pleased when we say, "Oh, he only goes like twice a night." <laughs> We're like, yes, that's one of our, you know, that's perfect. And the others, they go after every ride. So right. after every ride, we have to dump it, you know, mm-hmm. take that couple seconds. But it's always nice when you only have a couple individuals that are very selective when they go. Yeah. yeah. Like, yes. Horses are so funny that way. Well, now uh, tell us, okay, so to to wrap up here, tell us, to give all the listeners that have didn't know that they could come do all of this stuff, the rundown for them. So again, we're located at one of the resorts at Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. And we do trail rides here. We have five trail rides a day. Mm-hmm. Our first one leaves at 8.30 um, and our last one leaves at 2.30 in the afternoon. And it's a guided trail ride through the woods. Mm-hmm. And you can make a reservation to do that through WDW Play. And we take all levels of riding but it is just a hey they took kyle and i so (laughs) kyle and glenn can do it anybody if you can't ride a disney horse you can't ride and you know if you are a rider it's a fun trail ride to do with your family members that aren't necessarily riders right yeah it's a great opportunity to get out there and talk to our cast and you Mm -hmm. might get to ride that special celebrity oh yeah we also do carriage rides we have carriage rides here at the campground Mm -hmm. so it's kind of a wilderness (laughs) feel and also over at port orleans Um, oh fun yes so it's and if you're here around southern. Christmas time and, and you do the carriage ride at Christmas time, because the oh, campers yeah. here go crazy decorating. They do, but we have sleigh rides. Oh, do at you? Christmas time. Yeah. You know, we bring out those magical Disney sleighs. Mm-hmm. They float. They do. And, yeah. you know, we have jingle bells mm-hmm. and it gets a little chilly here in the wintertime. So for us, it does feel like <laughs> feel like winter and you get an opportunity. We have blankets and jingle bells oh, and sleighs. And you yeah, go for, out and see. for those of us that live in Florida, 50 degrees is winter. Yeah. yeah. Oh my <laughs> it's 70. Yeah. And we got two layers. <laughs> and everybody decorates. And it's like the old days, you know, when right. you drive through the neighborhoods. Oh, the campgrounds is beautiful here lights. at Christmas. People, oh, that's a hidden gem that people don't know about. It is. Because the campers take pride in that too they do they yeah. do of course our horses are part of the christmas parades and so on christmas morning you can turn on the tv and hopefully have an opportunity to see the princesses okay can we talk horses. to the production people about cutting the horses out of the tv coverage <laughs> I, i'm saying that you don't have to robin i am saying please show the horses in the tv coverage so there christmas go. morning the parade goes through the park it does it goes through the magic kingdom, kingdom. Yeah. Oh, so fun. depending on what princesses are available that morning mm-hmm. we'll will be who they're going to showcase. You might get to see Jacob, maybe? Yeah. Merida's there. Yeah, Yeah, Jacob and Merida's been uh, probably the last two or three parades that we've had Christmas time. 
And the other thing that we do that, you know, I just love is the pony rides for the children, the mm-hmm. little cowboys and cowgirls that get to come and have their first pony ride. Right. And because that's that, how we all got started, really. Right. It is. Somebody gave, us, know, a pony somebody ride. gave us a pony ride <laughs> or so. gave us that pony. That was a troublemaker. <laughs> yeah. from- <laughs> we all had one of those. Yes. That's how you learn to stay on. Yeah. So <laughs> the children have to be two years old in order to to ride and hold on themselves. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times we have those that are younger and we'll let them sit on the pony and get that first pony oh. picture. Oh, we will nice. never leave anybody out. And we have hay wagon rides or wagon rides. Yeah. Um, in case oh, you're allergic to hay, there's up. no yeah. hay on it. <laughs> but we have teams of horses that pull that. It leaves twice mm-hmm. a night from Fort Wilderness. And those That's go fun. around the campground? They Is do. They go happens? around the campground. Okay. It's about a 25-minute ride. Like we did? Yep. Similar? Okay. Yep. Except for that one holds, uh, it can hold up to 35 people. So yeah, that was it's a kind of a wagon. first come, first serve okay. type thing. And there's another thing along that ride last night we did. Uh, what, what horse were we driving last night? We had night? JB. JB. So there, uh, very few driving horses would put up with the blow-up big balloon oh, things yeah. <laughs> that people have at their campsites of dragons and all that this stuff and, and, you know, Mickeys and stuff. My pony would be gone with that thing <laughs> flapping around. And yours didn't even look at them. No, they're so desensitized. They got such a foundation put mm-hmm. onto them that by the time they get to that level where they are taking guests in the carriages, that part is, that piece is already taken care of. Right. So that's never a, a training issue when we get out there. Because Scooter would set a land speed record heading yeah. for the gate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's always funny to listen to the radios come ha- um, Halloween and Christmas. They'll be uh, The drivers will be talking to one another. Oh, mm. in the 300 loop, there's a headless horseman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm here coming out. 300 loop, they have launching spiders. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's hard for some horses when it yeah. changes all the time. Well, yeah. it's, it's not just for the horses, it's for the drivers. <laughs> yeah. The launching spider that that came out like ten fifteen feet oh and it was God. like in mid air and so it caught me off off guard and I screamed you right. know and jumped my horses didn't but I did. It's nice <laughs> to have that heads up, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I would have, yeah, if I would have known that, I That's would probably true. not gone through the three hundred loop. <laughs> Campers take Christmas and Halloween very seriously. They yeah, do. They do. they're incredible. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. And it's a thing. It actually it's part of that culture now that to come to Fort Wilderness, you have to bring your decorations. It's become a thing. Oh yeah. yeah. If you don't, they'll go out to the store and get them. Yeah. You know, like if if it's new campers, like mm-hmm. they've never camped before and they've just come to Fort Wilderness and they're they're the only camp site within 10 that right. doesn't have a decoration. Oh, they have to go they out. They will go find something because it's like they want to be you, involved. Their, their ideas are bigger than their campsites. Yes. They, they've had to reel them in. These people are incredibly creative. So we've had to kind of reel them mm-hmm. in a little bit. We camped here with my parents. I was little. I was probably 10 years old. And we camped here in 1973 or four. So it was right after the campground first opened. Uh, River Country was here because we got to go at River Country. And only a few of the hotels were built then along the lake. Um, and it was Magic Kingdom. And that was it. And wow. I remember taking the boat over. I have fond memories of this. I, I will never forget it. My, my little brother, who was about eight. So we were 10 and eight. This would never happen today. Uh, and we were at Magic Kingdom. And we wanted to stay later than our parents. And they took the boat back and left us there. Because in those days, you did that, you know, with your kids. We were there till like two in the morning when it closed. <laughs> I think our parents were about ready to send the police over to the park and we took the last boat back and they were so mad at us. Uh, and again, that would never happen today, but I remember that to this day. It's one of my very few memories of that age is being here at, at Fort Wilderness and, and camping and doing the boat rides. 
So, yeah. So it, it, that's what this park is all about is the memories. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. We have so many people that, you know, have been bringing their families here and coming into the barn since mm-hmm. it opened. Well, it was one of, was it Gail yesterday who said that her mother worked for Disney and then she came to work? Yes. yes. Her yes. mother worked here for like 27 years and yeah. now she's been here for like 20 years. It's, it's, it's a family business. Yes. Yeah. That's so cool too that that happens. So what else? Uh, what else did you want to cover there? Anything? What about um, the adoption? Oh yes, let's talk about that. That's been a question a hundred yeah. listeners have asked now. What happens to the Disney horses after well, they retire? We, you know, we have an adoption program that we're very proud of. You know, we would love to keep our horses here forever, but mm-hmm. um, you know, when uh, we decide that you know maybe it's time for them, they've done their service, right. and even though they have the best home ever, we do have an adoption program, and sometimes for medical reasons, mm-hmm. um, they'll have to go, or you know they. And even Disney horses get old at some point. They do. They, they do start age. to age. Yeah. And so they'll be a certain age sometimes. If you can fix them. that, let me know. I'm moving I here. Know. <laughs> so we do have an adoption program. So they're more than welcome to get on our websites or to give us a call out mm-hmm. here if they stop by the barn to pick up an adoption form. Rhonda, um, who is our legacy listener, just typed that she'll be visiting you guys when she comes down in 45 days. She's oh, going to come awesome. out and say hi. Well, Great. Rhonda, you have to look at the cute ponies yeah. for the dog <laughs> when you come down here. So, you know, um, we have a great adoption program. We have great people that have adopted our horses over the years. Um, You have pictures of them on your desk. We do. (laughs) Many of them keep in touch. They'll send us Christmas cards and uh, videos of their children. We've got a couple of ponies that we adopted out to this young family. And already that pony has gone through, I think she's on her fourth child now that they've taught to ride. And and ponies love that. Ponies love to have kids. They do. And we just, oh my gosh, the videos are just adorable. Adorable. We yeah. had one little Cinderella pony that they sent me a picture of, and they had painted him. You know, the little girl had a party, oh, yeah. and it was painted all blue and pink and purple. You know, and, and isn't that every kid's dream to have one of Cinderella's ponies? That's exciting. So uh, yeah, and um, well, I think that's about it. I think we've covered a lot of different stuff here on the show today. We can't thank you guys enough. We felt so special yesterday coming here and getting to do all the things that we did. Mm. And we're not done today. We're going to take the boat and we're going to go over. They've never oh, seen the they've never Yay. seen the lodge, so we're going to head yeah, over to Willow's. They've never seen that. They have to see that. <laughs> and we're going to eat do. Whisper and Canyon, and we're going to have them ask for ketchup. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> they don't know oh, that yeah. story yet, but we're going to oh, do that. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Mm. <laughs> so we're going to do that. They need to experience that once. Do we need a change of clothes? <laughs> no, okay. no. Okay. Well, I don't well know. you never know. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind they're of awesome. crazy over there. They are. <laughs> so thank you so much for everything. Where It's Disney.com where they can get information it on is. the trail rides and everything. It is, definitely. Now, do, WDW plays where they can make reservations to do our carriage rides. And you recommend and, reservations. I do, but okay. you know, if at the spur of the moment you decide you want to do a carriage ride or a trail ride, please just stop by. Many times we have openings or at least can chat with you and stop by the barn. We, you know, we are here to show off what is Disney and we love to show off our horses and ponies. So stop by the barn. There's always somebody 
there that's more than happy to get a horse or a pony mm-hmm. out that that you can and say you heard it on the horse radio network definitely tell them that <laughs> yes they'd like to hear that too well carrie and robin thank you so much for well, joining us you. on the thank show today it's thank been a pleasure it was a pleasure for us that was well, fun it's cool well we'll be back here what day of the week is this this is wednesday we'll be back tomorrow with our australian episode so all australian guests on the show tomorrow so we're going to be switching gears a little bit and then friday don't forget friday's really bad ads day get your ads in and oh my favorite yeah everybody's favorite we have double the number of listeners on fridays than any other day because we do really bad ads so if you go to craigslist and you find some really bad written ads about horses for sale or carriages or anything in the farm department send them to jennifer at horseradionetwork.com put really bad ads in the subject line and i think this week's the week is yes it is equitymfg.com flex and fork day and i actually saw some flex and forks out at uh out at animal kingdom being used um so they were spotted in the wild uh over at animal kingdom we are giving away just for horse it's not just for horse poop they were using it for very large poop over there (laughs) uh so you can win one this week everybody that submits an ad this month will be eligible to win a flex and fork and we'll do that drawing on friday so get your entries in before the end of the day on thursday and jamie will be back to tell us more stories about all of her adopted critters that are having troubles right now so that'll happen on friday as well thank you dr wendy thanks for having me thank you shiny side up. and and, hey yeah keep the shiny side up that's a (laughs) saying that carrie is uh, knows exactly what that means (laughs) (laughs) see everybody talk to you tomorrow (laughs) 